welcome to this week's episode of The Homeschool How-To. I'm Cheryl, and I invite you to join me on my quest to find out why are people homeschooling? How do you do it? How does it differ from region to region? And should I homeschool my kids? Stick with me as I interview homeschooling families across the country to unfold the answers to each of these questions week by week. Welcome. With me today, we have Victor from California. Victor, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So why don't you start out by telling us how many kids you have and what got you into this world of homeschooling? Uh, My wife and I have two children. Um, My boy is the oldest. He is 12 and finishing up sixth grade. My daughter is eight and she is in third grade. Nice. And what even, how did homeschooling even get on your radar? Uh, right now, it's it's a financial thing. Um, my kids were fortunate enough to afford a private school. Um, unfortunately, the private school ends at sixth grade. My wife and I were not going to do public school. We we were just set on it. Um, my wife and I both work for a local school district here in California, and stuff happening, we we decided not to. So we we looked at we did tour a couple of different schools. Uh, we we toured a, a school where my kids' current school feeds into their junior high and elementary school, which is the next. Again, it's a private, um, but it's so much money. So financially, it was going to take a toll on both of us. And um, you know, what are we going to sacrifice at this point? Are we going to sacrifice financially, or you know, this school, which is it's it's a really good school. It's a beautiful campus, but they only offer five electives. And it's like your cookie cutter box electives to get into college. You go to that school, you're going to college regardless. So okay. my wife and I were like, there's no, there's has to be something else. So some of our friends started homeschooling and we're going to take a chance and go that route, see how it happens. <laughs> now, have you been homeschooling since COVID? Like, did that have any factor into it? Or is this something you guys just uh, are starting as your son graduates the sixth grade? Uh, we did about a month of homeschooling during COVID. That ever month that everything shut down in March, mm-hmm. I think we started back up end or middle of April. Um, we were fortunate enough, again, this this school where my kids are going to currently, they're, they're, you know, my son's going to wrap up here, but it's a very, it's cookie cutter school. It's very black and white. This is the boy line. This is the girl line. This is math. This is science. They have all the sports, all the electives. Even during COVID, they stayed open. They had a, a health inspection every week because really? we were open. There was kids there. So they were really scrutinized and that's something that the staff there at the school said, you know, we're going to stay open. And they decided wow. to stay. And again, yeah, so we were very fortunate. And that's that- California. And you yeah. guys, as New York, where I am, are, were one of the strictest with the restrictions. So the fact that they even stayed open is mm-hmm. quite amazing and yeah. kind of shows where the the – decision makers in that school where their head was at, you know, because mm-hmm. now that we look back and see the school closings did way more harm for these children mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, their test scores and just getting into trouble, depression. It was awful. So yeah, you're, that school sounds like it's uh, <laughs> a little bit more maybe conservative or, you know, was thinking more long-term about the kids, which says a lot about the school itself. Now they yeah. were masking, I assume. 
Yes, absolutely. They, they had to be masked. They had the whole regulation six feet apart. But um, they stayed. They stayed open. They was the first chance, the opportunity they got to stay open. They stayed open. So, like, I don't know any schools that stayed open during that time. But I wonder if in the future someone will run some sort of um, like a survey to see how many students died of COVID because you guys stayed open while the rest closed. How many teachers died of COVID because they caught the COVID from the students, which is what they kind of kept saying. We have to close the schools for the teachers. And, you know, and then I'd love to see like the scores of, you know, not that I know homeschooling, it's like you want to get away from test scores, but I would love to compare test scores from the students in a school that stayed open that whole time with the same test, you know, for students that closed down for a year or a year and a half and depression levels and that sort of thing. Cause I bet you comparing the two is like, I, I could imagine clear what the better decision would have been. Um, and not that we're like fighting for school as like, you know, a homeschooling podcast, but when the, it's not that these kids were going home to, all of them to a healthy environment with parents that wanted to homeschool. You know, it's a very different thing to be forced to stay at home and try to cockamimi learn online, like, you know, put together this online stuff. And, you know, you got kids that are too young to be at home alone without a parent supervision. And, um, you know, it, it, what a bizarre time. Have you started the homeschooling process yet? Uh, yes, we, we've actually signed up now. Ours, we decided to go kind of like a hybrid. It's going to be two days at a site and then the rest of the time at home. Now, we picked the curriculum. I mean, we've got um, IEW for writing. We're going to do Saxon for math. So we, we've got all that kind of you know, figured out. Um, so there we found it's kind of like a co-op um, here in, 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 this, uh, in the city that I live in. So it's uh, two days on. So it's like a Monday, Wednesday. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at home. That's really um, cool. So, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of nice because at my kids' principal, I could go on campus, volunteer. I could put in my hours. They all know me. I've been there forever. I was the room dad for my kid last year, and you know, so I got to see everything how it happened. I'm trying to stay super involved, and I, I like listening to other dads that do the same deal because now. It's like, I really want to get involved in it. And we found this co-op where I can still do that. Oh, that's So I, I found I can volunteer during their ceramics class or cooking class or uh, volunteer during, you know, the lunch hour to help clean up or whatever it may be. I can still be there. So that's a plus. That's something that rose near and dear to my heart. I was like, I really want to be there to see them grow and learn and expand and all that good stuff. So we found this co-op. Again, it's the kids, probably classes, they'll probably run about 10 to 15. And again, it's only two days. And they have actual instructors that do all the physical instruction. They'll go on the board. They'll do the whole deal. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays is where I come in and do all the supplemental work, the support work, any readings. And then um, we, the, the place will also, I believe, when I did the interview there, they might have where they keep all your transactions you, you know, all the paperwork um, here in California, you have to, in order to go to like a UC or something, you have to have your A through G classes, or whatever it is, as long as you hit A through G classes, then you can, you know, go off into college. So they, they 
can also keep all that paperwork for you in hand, which is super great. So, I, I mean, having the two kids and stuff, which is, you know, hard to keep all the paperwork in track. Um, so, and, and, you know, the whole thing about homeschooling and not being social, we found that a lot of kids who are homeschooled are still socialized. It doesn't or have to more, be more, right? Or, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I said, we found this place. They have tons of electives, which is what I, I really like because I want to give my chance or my kids a chance to explore the other items that like I used to have. I remember when I was in junior high, we had electronics, we had woodshop, we had uh, photography, we had all these other electives. And going, you know, this other school where my kids are going to feed to, they have Spanish, theater, band and music, and like big ceramics, and that's it. Wow. And the vig up there is ten grand for every kid. Oh my! For a Lord. private school. Oh my! Lord. I'm like, it, it just didn't make sense. So, so we 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 like I said, we found this place. They've got tons of electives. I can be there. I can help and support my kids. And um, I mean, they even have face care uh, class done for really? kids going through the acne stage yeah. and all that. <laughs> so that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> So is this, yeah, so okay. That's, that's kind of where we're at. And I love hearing about this because, um, you know, this is another way parents can do homeschool if they don't want their kids at home with them for five days a week, you know, like, okay, I just need a little bit of break to clean the house or do grocery shop or make a doctor's appointment. Um, or, you know, you want your kids socialized with others because that's such a big fear. And, uh, so something like this is really nice. And so for people that don't have this in their area, it seems like something you could start, you know, like I know for myself, there is a co-op, but it's only twice a year for like one morning a week. So this sounds like a, definitely a little bit more, um, which w- would be something I'd be looking for. So let me ask you, do they, do you have to put money in so that the instructors can be paid? Yes, yes, there is there is a fee um, aside from you, know, of course, purchasing your own curriculum. There is a fee, but they're very transparent with the fee. When we met with them, uh, your registration fees they all it goes into a one pile, and believe it or not, they use that fee to put on their winter formal. So they will rent out a restaurant, you know, something fancy, not nothing, you know, it's not like the Ritz or anything, but the decent restaurant. They'll rent that. They'll rent it out. And they will give the kids that attend there their winter formal. So huh. you used to go dress up. You could still do all that good stuff. Um, and and they do every Friday or one Friday a month. They have is what they call a. It's like a gathering where all the kids meet at the site, and it's just social. That's cool. all great. Of course, they're individual separate pods, but. They can see their friends from class. They can see friends from other groups. They can see people from. So the social aspect is there's oh they're always socializing. Yeah. And it's not just with kids, but I find it that a lot of these homeschool kids that friends that we've talked to, they socialize better with adults than they do with kids, which yeah. is kind of weird. But as growing, especially for my boy, being you know a man trying to get him to be respectful and do all that other, you know, stuff that I think a lot of stuff has gone away with, especially in schools now, but, uh, uh, you know, different topic, different time, but it's just, he has a bigger conversation. His vocabulary is a lot bigger when he's talking with adults 
it's different than he's talking, hanging out with his friends. And that's something that I noticed. So we want to keep expanding that. And That's awesome that you can even identify that right now and, you know, go in the direction that you want. Because I think a lot of times when our kids are at school all day and then we're rushing them to sports and, you know, kind of the, the American dream of this, like, oh, we all sit around the dinner table. That doesn't really exist in a lot of families because they have both parents at work and they, they make you feel guilty if you don't have your kid in 12 activities. So you're rushing around and you're not getting that time that like a homeschooling family might get because they're actually, they're like doing life a little bit slower, I think. And um, having the conversations and noticing like, oh, hey, he he starts, you know, uh, he can talk more and he's saying more respectful words or we need to work on this or we don't. So I, I wonder if that's by design. I mean, the conspiracy theorist in me would probably say, yes, it is, <laughs> um, you know, but it is it's funny that you say that just as I think about like being present to identify where your kid has weaknesses and strengths and then pushing them in the direction that you want them to go. And it's uh, something really beautiful to have when, when you have your kids around you more. Um, so the kids, all right, so they're at the co-op. You do not have to actually teach at the co-op though, right? Like you have a full-time job otherwise? Yes, I do have a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to teach there. You can volunteer. Um, they, of course, they go through the whole vetting process, bring friends, the whole, the whole shabam, um, which is another thing that we look for is, is you know, security and safety. Um, they, they rent out a, a local church and they have parents who volunteer and walk the campus the whole time the kids are there. As I was looking at different things to start for, um, you know, my kids getting into the homeschool community. Um, they, I came across a PEA, which is a private education association. And I'm wondering if this is something that maybe your co-op has, and I know it's under the umbrella of a PMA, a private membership association. And I don't know too much about it. It has different rules, um, tax purposes and laws to abide by, but basically you pay a fee and then you're kind of under this membership and it's different than the institution of a school, that sort of thing. So I wonder if, or if any listeners have any info, just uh, message me on, you know, email me or uh, send a message on Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Cause I, that'd be, I'd be curious to know like someone that was actually using our law to our advantage <laughs> in those terms. Yeah. I, I think it's something like that. I'm not too familiar with it. I just, we just were, we're hoping and praying that hopefully everything goes well this year. Me volunteering and showing up and helping and, being there for them during school, it does make you realize, hey, my kids this or my kids that or, you know, so that's that's something that I look very forward coming on here in the next couple of times. Because also, like you said, that whole dinner table thing, that's what we try and strive for. Unfortunately, you know, right now in the summertime, because of my job, I work morning hours. But when, the, you know, my job comes back to its normal hours, I'll work three to midnight. Okay. So I'm able to be home in the morning, mm -hmm. get them situated, do the whole school thing, run them around to wherever they need to be, volunteer, come home, get dressed for work, and I'm off. Mm -hmm. So, 
Are you concerned that your kids are not being taught everything they need to know about the U.S. Constitution and how government works in our everyday lives? The Tuttle Twins have made it their mission to create books and curriculum materials that teach kids the benefits of a free society with ideas that support strong family values. The concepts that kids and adults learn in the Tuttle Twins books on their level are invaluable and not taught anywhere else. I asked the Tuttle Twins to partner with me to give my listeners 40% off the book series for ages 5 through 11 because I believe the values taught in these books are incredibly important. My son loves reading these books together, and even though he's young, we're able to discuss the topics in the books on his level quite easily. My favorite book so far has been The Miraculous Pencil, discussing all the moving parts that go into one tiny product. But Education Vacation is also a favorite of mine, which discusses John Taylor Gatto and his concepts on how children learn best. Spoiler alert, it's not in the public school system. Use my link, thehomeschoolhowto.com slash Tuttle with coupon code Cheryl40 to get 40% off the book series for ages 5 through 11. Plus, printable workbooks and activities to go along with each book. Let them know I sent you by heading to my link. Again, thehomeschoolhowto.com slash Tuttle and get 40% off the age 5 through 11 book series with code Cheryl40, C-H-E-R-Y-L-4-0. You can get the link and the code in the show's description. We're, we're praying and hoping that it, it works out. So we've kind of trying to schedule it around that. Will your daughter be going into the homeschooling co-op as well? Or are you going to keep her in the school until she gets uh, to the sixth grade mark? Uh, we're going to pull her. Yeah. We, we had a conversation with her. Like with my kids, I try to be as open and as adult to them. I'm not going to, you know, my wife and I try not to be like baby them too much. Mm-hmm. But we, we sat her down, you know, separate from my son. We had, you know, and we just had a conversation and talked. It's something talking in our family is very something that we try to strive for a lot, you know, so we sat her down and talked and said, Hey, you know, you know, your brother's going to be doing this. He's not going to be doing, you know, that. And she thought about it for a day or two. We we gave her space, you know, she was quiet for a day or two and she decided, she's like, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. And we asked her, are you going to miss your friends? And she's like, well, no, because she does other extracurricular activities that where she does meet friends just she does dance and cheer and you know all the other stuff the, and she's like i have those that like, i don't she's like plus we they get together the moms and stuff get together for do girl things so they're it's not like she's gonna vanish and disappear so she still has that connection right and and, and like i said there's you know she's they're gonna meet new people at this place yeah you know where we're, we're yeah, we were reluctant at first, but then I don't know something said just pull her. So we're gonna we're gonna do both. I'm gonna do both. Yeah, and if you know that this is going to be what she ends up in in the end anyway, maybe it's better to get her in early and establish those friendships and kind of learn the ropes so that it's just easier down the line. It's probably you know maybe easier younger than to jump in a little older. I'm sure it all has its. Yeah. Advantages and disadvantages. But yeah, at least she'll be comfortable there then as she goes through the years, if that's where she'll end up ultimately. Now, you said that you and your wife work in the school system. You don't have to answer this. But what were some of the things that made you decide that public school was out of the question? Well, um, what the, the main was security, security and safety. Um, obviously, living in California, you know, we've got the whole politics, you know, but um Luckily, our county where we live in is very conservative. 
we didn't see a whole lot of that, the you know, political and all that stuff, um, which was great. But um, for my wife and I, it was safety and security. Um, obviously, before COVID, it, you know, COVID happened and a lot of things changed. Um, so it was it was safety. The, the main thing we want to do, safety and security for our kiddos. Now, is that kind of directly related to like the potential of school shootings or even just little things like, um, you know, bullying? I, I say little things, you know, but like, that's not on a, on the grand scheme of things, you know, life-threatening stuff. You know, is there just crime or anything like that? Uh, just all of it. Yeah. You know, the bullying, the school shootings, we, you know, it, it happens. Um, just all of it, all of it, yeah. you know, and a lot of our friends tell them, well, you're putting your kids in a bubble by having them go to this private school. But, and they're like, it's not reality. It's not reality. That's what we get a lot of times, right? But when do you go to work and expect to get beat up? Right. As an adult. Yeah. So why is that not normal for our kids to do and, that? And, yeah, it's, <laughs> right. You think of anywhere else. You're generally safe wherever you go. Uh, yeah, why would you say, even a bus, I think, is, <laughs> I can't imagine. They have, A lot of times they have, you know, kids of all grades on this bus, and it's like, how safe is that? And this bus driver, we don't know him from anyone else, and just trusting them to drive our kid and, you know, pull off and let them out and make sure they cross safely. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, it is a lot of trust that we're putting in the school systems. And we do it because we're kind of <laughs> yeah. trained that that's normal, but is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm a big conspiracy guy, this whole Rockefeller mm-hmm. educational system, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's a different topic, different show. But right. uh, I, I the, the, main, the main thing for us was this uh, security and safety and um, the school that we're currently at, that, you know, it, it, they have armed guards oh. and I'm totally for that. 100%. You know, I'm second amendment 100%. So we used to hear that, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago, how, but you don't hear about it anymore. It's like, well, once the media doesn't want you to talk about it, they just keep it out of the media. But, you know, having teachers that are armed, and obviously not every teacher, but um, the ones that are comfortable using, you know, a, a firearm, I was mention- mentioning on my podcast. Um, I don't think it's released yet, but how I was going to a T-Mobile and it's a big sign on the door that says, we do not allow firearms in here. So like not even concealed carry. And I'm thinking, geez, I don't feel safe in here at all because you're just screaming to all the criminals. We have no one here to defend ourselves. So come on in. (laughs) You ain't getting shot back here. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why we picked that school is um, when we did the tour, they they let us know that, hey, they, they are armed guards. The teachers aren't, you know, but they have their own security staff mm-hmm. separate from the school and they are armed. And that was one big thing that we looked for, um, aside also from the religious aspect and our, our Christian and and it's a private Christian school that, that they go to. And um, it, it, that was the, the main factor. And then now with all this stuff happening and the pandemic, or excuse me, the pandemic and all that other stuff that's done, I know we, we just, we just thought, you know, it's, it's better if we can control, not necessarily control, but if we can control the environment or protect them more. And now that we're going to be homeschooling, I'm going to be home with them. Um, we're going to get to do all that fun stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I just, I just think it's, it's time 
to go for that change and take that adventure, I guess. My kids call it, we're going to have a homeschool adventure. And I'm like, yep, it's going to be an adventure. Oh, that's great. I love that. And especially with dad being involved, that kind of always makes it a little bit more fun for the kids. I think us moms have a tendency to worry about like, oh my gosh, are you reading at the age you're supposed to be? And can you, you know, make all the milestones where dad wants to make it like a fun experience. And I think uh, when you can't get the dads really involved, that's going to make it so much more memorable for the kids, you know, cause we're just moms. We yeah. like worry more that like, are they going to be okay? And this and that, you know, but it, and I don't know, maybe that's just me, <laughs> but I know yeah. when oh, yeah, my yeah. husband gets involved, like the kids are all excited and I, I just don't make things exciting, I guess, but that's all right. Cause you need a balance. But um, what are some things that you really want to make sure that your kids know, like by the time that they're 18? Life skills. Yeah. General basic life skills. I feel like, uh, uh, I know, I just feel like this generation's missing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, my wife, you know, she'll show me TikTok videos or whatever videos of these life hacks. And these guys put an ice at metal cups, stick them in. How is that a life hack? <laughs> I don't understand. And they have the memes where they take a cup and flip it upside down, pour water in it, and they flip it right side up, and they put water in it, and they're all, it's a life hack. I don't understand what that is. I, I Maybe it's my generation, too, but just general life yeah. skills, like changing a tire, or one of the things that the when we took our tour at this place is they use actual real-life maps. I'm like, well, how does that differ from regular math? You know, of course, they're going to learn algebra and all that other stuff. But like, what if you wanted to paint your kitchen cabinets, two coats of paint? How do you measure for that? How do you calculate Wow. Where you want to install sod in your backyard, right? It's got to be, you know, there's a, a sub subsoil that's three inches. You know how much, you know, land you need. And so all that stuff that they are that I want them to learn that I had to learn as an older person and not as, you know, a child or a kid or a teenager, but, you know, um, it, just general life skills. And at this place they have auto made, right. That's something that I don't think, uh, that I've seen they have auto shop or wood shop at schools anymore. Right. And that's something that they can offer there. Or maybe, maybe one day I'll suck it up and Hey, have my own cooking class there or whatever it is. But it's something that, you know, that just the general life skills, I think it's super valuable. Um, I have friends that are hunters and their kids can break down animals and do this and do that. And I don't know how to do that, you know, and but I, I just something that I want my kids to explore and learn. And that's that. kind of the fun part with the homeschooling is I'm excited to learn that stuff with him. I told my four year old that last night. I said something about, oh, yeah, mommy doesn't know how to do that. And he goes, Really? And, you know, they t- we take for granted. Like, they think we know everything. And we're like, no. I go, no, honey, I went to public school. Um, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm excited to learn that with you. Because just like you said, hunting and breaking down an animal, like, I would love to know that. I want him to know that. How do you do? There's obviously got to be certain ways to do it, um, you know, ways that you have to keep preserve certain parts and you know all that stuff that and I'm sure that involves math too real life math like how much time you have to where you know bacteria starts to grow and at what temperature to freeze it and freezer pack it and all that stuff or what would you do if you didn't have a freezer pack how can you preserve it in those terms so that makes so much more sense than the algebra because it's like is algebra necessary or you know trigonometry yeah yeah Yeah. pi when was the last time you used pi 
Yeah, no. 3.14 or whatever the numbers go. Right, I, for a while. I mean, I, I know it. I know it because we did it. But, uh, yeah, just the general just life skills. I mean, here they have a cooking Using pot. a measuring cup and teaspoons and all that. Right. How much time do they spend on that and, like, adding? Well, say you want to cut the recipe or double it or do one and a half times. Are you able exactly. to do that? Um, and I'm I, – I, that would be a fun comparison too. Like take someone, probably my nephew, because he is super smart in school. But I bet, and you know, probably did fantastic on the math regions. He's like over 100 for a score. But then have him do like, okay, let's make cookies and do one and a half recipe. <laughs> and see if he can figure all exactly. that out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And one of the things too, I was talking to my wife and I'm like, they, they offer a cooking class here, right? So They'll make food and then the, the food can go out to the either, I believe the staff gets it first. And then if there's any, due to allergies or whatnot, then if there's any food left over, they give it out to the kids and stuff. But I think staff goes through it first. And then um, I said, you know what? I like to barbecue. I have four or five different kinds of grills and smokers <laughs> that my wife hates that I have in the yard. But um, I'm like, it would be cool one day if I had started a barbecue class to teach them, hey, this is how you light charcoal right? Or, or start a fire just in general, or I, I don't know how to cook meat temperature correctly, or using probes and doing all this other stuff that I would typically do when I cook meat or smoke meat or grill. I'm like, maybe if I get in right, and maybe I can throw it out there and be there with my kids and show them, not my kids, but all yeah. the other kids that are in the group. That's amazing. So, I don't know. I'm fingers crossed. I've never thought about that yeah. either, how cooking classes don't generally cover grilling. And like you were just saying, all the different ways you can do it. Um, and you know what's interesting too? So in my efforts to try to move a little bit more um, homesteady, I didn't get the cow or the pig, but I went to a local farm and, you know, we we got, a, um, you know, the meat that was they packaged up, you know, a local cow and pig and like i can't even get like the animal straight to which the meat we're eating comes from like we had the pork the other night and i'm like yeah the cow died for us and my husband's like no <laughs> but we never <laughs> learned about that stuff in school like so i have all these parts of a cow and parts of a pig in my freezer and i'll take it out and i'm like what the heck am i gonna do with i'm just like a chuck roast like what do I even do with that? I don't know what. So I bought this cow and pig because it didn't have the hormone injections, but I'm learning and I'm not complaining because I'm complaining that I was never taught this. And part of that's my mother's fault too. But in one generation, it's like, it just went like, get the woman to work. And then they didn't have time to teach their kids or something. Or maybe it's just my house. I don't know. But, um, no, no, yeah, 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 I take it, out exactly. all That's these cuts that... of meat. I have no idea what to do with them. I have to go on YouTube and see what I can make with it and how to cook them and what to pair with it. So it's it's been a big learning experience for me. I'm like, I thought I was just getting a couple okay. of sirloin steaks and some ground beef, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And see, my son is also a very adventurous eater. So every year for Thanksgiving, it's not just turkey. Last year, I think we did pheasant. Whoa. He likes duck. We've had deer. We've had, and that's a learning experience because how in the heck am I supposed to cook this game? I have no idea. That's cool. So it's a learning experience on both ends. 
Did you love episode 21 with Lindsay from Treehouse Schoolhouse as much as I did? That is why I reached out to her after our interview and asked if my listeners could get a discount on her products. And she said yes. I just ordered my year-long Charlotte Mason and Waldorf-inspired seasonal nature study as I embark on my first year of homeschooling with my five-year-old son. Lindsay's Treehouse Nature Study is a seasonal nature study curriculum designed with family-style learning in mind. It's a gentle guide meant to invite various ages to connect with each other and the world around them through living books, nature notebooking, hands-on crafts, and beauty subjects such as poetry, picture study, and folk songs from preschool through upper middle school. Things I wouldn't think to do on my own and is easily used with multiple ages at the same time. It would be a great fit for your preschool or kindergartner's core curriculum or your whole family's home education morning time. It also provides supplemental work for your children's language arts through poetry, memorization, recitation, copy work and notebooking. I myself grew up in the city, so I know practically nothing about nature. They did not teach me that in school, unfortunately. So I'm really excited to get to learn with my children about all the beauty that's right outside of our window. And Treehouse Schoolhouse has many more products to offer as well. Check out episode 21 for the details and let them know I sent you by using link treehouseschoolhouse.com slash the homeschool how to podcast and use the code the homeschool how to podcast at the checkout so that you get 10% off of your entire order. You can get the link and code in my show's description. Then he loved to try anything out the ocean. I'm talking booty, salmon, uh, oysters, anything. And I have to learn how to cook that. Oh, wow, that's so cool. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I want to try oysters one day. And I'm like, well, how in the heck am I? I know you can eat them raw, but uh, from other than that, I'm like, I don't know. You know, so... It's it's a learning experience, and I, I love that about my kids. I love that they try different things. Yeah. I don't know where they get it from, probably my wife, because I'm not like that. I'm just like, here, I was very basic. Here it is, well, one thing. You're not on, very right? basic if but, you have uh, uh, multiple <laughs> grills in your yard. You're not basic, trust me. Yeah. And you're still, yeah, you're yeah. still using guess, charcoal. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you're bringing it back to, yeah. put, you know, the roots of that there. And, well, I guess the roots would be <laughs> taking two sticks together to make a fire but, and grilling your meat over that. But, um, you know, that's yeah, yeah, cool because I don't know anybody that really even uses charcoal. And it's such a different flavor. Like, I think we had a charcoal grill, yeah. you know, 35 years ago. It's been taking us a couple years, but we've been trying to slowly disconnect from the mainstream. So we started a garden two years ago. Yeah, here too. First year completely Completely failed. This yeah. garland. I think we had one cucumber the entire yeah. <laughs> the entire season. Um, so we we rearranged the yard, and my kids were out there digging holes, and we did the whole thing. So now we've got a pretty decent garden. I mean, we've got zucchini, cucumbers, tomatoes, two or three different types of peppers. We've wow. got uh, um, peas and stuff. So we've been trying to show them that and say, hey, you don't really have to go to a store. Now that's just probably the prepper in me, the conspiracy in me that, hey, when it hits the fan, at least yeah. it's not enough to sustain us, but at least they know how to do it. They know how to plant. So that's the the, the life skill that I want them to have. And that that is what I was going to say, actually. Um, you led right into it. So like I work in government and I was talking to a couple parents last night. The mom works for big hospital um, here and the father works for an insurance company. Right. And we're all sitting there talking about like what we do. And we're like, well, we don't like do 
anything real. You know, you like push papers kind of thing. Like she was a coder. So she's, you know, but like, like there's no fruit of the labor, so to speak. Like, you know, my husband is a service technician uh, for a commercial HVAC. So he's like on roofs and, you know, of hospitals and jails and fixing chillers so that an operating room can function. But like, for me, there's no, clearly I've been out for like a year from maternity leave and nobody skipped a beat, you know, like, and she was saying the same thing about the coding. And he was saying the same thing about the insurance company. Like, we aren't really producing anything. And when you think about the term in terms of like anxiety levels and depression levels, that's how our society has gotten because of technology. And I, I think they correlate, you know, there's just, there's less of that going out in nature and digging the hole and putting the seed in and then nurturing every day going out there and watering it and then seeing it grow. And then at the end, you actually get to make a meal with it and feel good about yourself because you've given yourself or your children something healthy to eat. There's just such a lack of that now. And it's so crazy because I've always thought of being self-sufficient as you don't need welfare or food stamps, that sort of thing. But now I'm like, no, I'm just on a more glorified type of welfare as a government worker. You know, I'm, I show up mm. where I need to show up. I behave obediently. Well, <laughs> uh, so mm. to speak. <laughs> and I receive my compensation. But I'm not producing anything for the world. I'm not helping anyone's life. I'm not doing anything fulfilling. And I don't think many people in government can say that they are. I'm sure there are a few. But even when you look at something like Child Protective, um, when you get into the weeds of that, you'll see that there's a very sinister uh, reason for that as well. And so that you might help little little things here along the way, but there might be a better way to do it that doesn't even involve government. So it is uh, just such an interesting thing to think about. And like kind of when, yeah, when you come out of the matrix here, you're like, oh my Lord. And so then, and then how do I make it yeah. better for my kids? How do I make a world that they can survive in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's, that's scary. Speech. Yeah. I don't know if it's just being, you know, being the, the man of the house, the, the family man, you know, the, the strong, you know, s person in the house. And I'm like, that scares me. I, I, I mean, I want to prepare them as much as possible and still have, want them to have fun and enjoy their lives. And, and it, it, I remember when I was a, a kid, it was, it was like school and work, school and work, school and work. And I want them more than that, you know? So when we saw that, they, hey, this school only offers this little cookie cutter box of these classes. Like, well, where's all the other mm -hmm. stuff? You know, and, and we luckily, like I said, we found this place and I'm super grateful that we did. We're going to try it. And I, I don't know. I guess I'm scared because I'm like, what if I messed them up? No. What if I completely ruin it and I do more damage than I do good? Or, you know, I'm thinking it would go both ways and go that way, or I'm going to succeed. I'm going to love it. They're going to love it. And hey, this is where we're going to be. Um, so I don't know. It's just a lot of mixed emotions, you know, mixed feelings. Uh, it's just uh, there's nerves, there's, you know, fear, there's anxiety, there's all this stuff going on in me. But I don't want to pass that on to my kids. I want them to be sure, you know, and then I want them to be solid individuals 
you know, going through life other than just these cookie cutter people coming here in and out, just doing their own thing. And, and like they said, like, we started gardening. I, we showed them how to do that. And my wife's like, it's kind of like that, but with books, you know, we can kind of do that just mm-hmm. with books. And I'm like, you know what, you know, let's try it. So we are going to put here, you know, we're going to do it and we're going to do it. And we, we, we got curriculum already. My, my wife ordered it. It, it came, we started uh, to break down the literature part. We got math going on. And so we, we've got a folder at my house. It, it looks like a complete mess right now. She's got folders and binders and papers stacked everywhere. This is where we do work week one, week two. And, you know, so it, it's been stressful, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to work out. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. So. And I think like with you taking the approach of let's make it an adventure, it's just going to be so much more memorable for them. Because when I think yeah. back to my life in public school, and even if I went to a private school, it's sitting at a desk. Um, I mean, we're in upstate New York, so it's like today's a beautiful day. Like if my kids had to sit inside for six hours, I mean, I'm sure they let them out for like a little bit, but... But why do they have to be in there? Like, can't I just say like, no, it's a nice day. We're going to go outside and go for a hike instead. And it's like, oh, no, you can't take them out of school. They have to, you know, meet a attendance policy and, the, you know, can't get behind and all that stuff. It's just why have the rigidness that even his preschool had, which was, you know, it is what it is. That's the we're trying to break kind of the all right, let's let's be a little bit more logical than than the the what the Rockefellers want <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so it, it, it's gonna be an adventure I'm looking forward to it I don't know I may have to reach back and say I did made a complete mistake <laughs> a disastrous well, move I think but I don't know it, it's it's gonna be think fun. like what is the okay I messed them up like what is that when your kid's like on drugs in his 20s or an alcoholic maybe, or, you know, they don't work. They're still living in your basement at 40. Like maybe that is, you know, but <laughs> if you send them to school, that can still happen. And if anything, you're just making the bond between you and your children stronger, and then they won't want to disappoint you. And they're going to see what hard work can do because, well, dad works hard and look at how much time he invests in his family. And they're going to want that for themselves. So I think um, unless you like just, you know, lock them in a basement every day, you're really not going to mess them up. (laughs) You're showing them love. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think um, we're, we're putting a lot of faith that sending them to school isn't going to mess them up, you know, and schools are way different today than when you and I grew up. And, and then when you look back to the reason that Mm -hmm. education, the education system was even created in the first place, it's, you know, kind of makes you like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, I don't know if I want them in that anyways. So I think you'll be fine. You'll make uh, outstanding citizens that'll create things for our world and make them better. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Is there anything else you wanted? I know it seems like we just hit record. We're already at 45 minutes. Is there anything else that like, you wanted <gasps> oh to make gosh. sure that you talked about today while you were here or things you had in your head floating around? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I it's scary to make that transition and actually make, taking that first initial step, I think was the scariest. Mm-hmm. But if, I, I know there's probably tons of other, you know, stay-at-home dads or dads that work part-time to invest time in their kids. Uh, I'm sure there's, thousands of them somewhere out there but it's just it's refreshing to hear 
that there's other people like my wife and I who think like, hey, we can do better. We can try to do better. We could push them to be better. You know, and we're not going to sit there and say, go, 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 and just make your lives, you know, miserable, but to make them better. And I just, I'm glad that you have your little network there of your homeschool podcast, because I, I mean, without it, I'm just listening to a couple and there was a gentleman on there who said, hey, they take their kids on walks. And it was referring back to fire hydrants. Chris, what yeah. the yellow one meant, what the blue one meant. And I was like, that's so interesting. I had no idea that was even that. Right? Things that we so, don't even you know. know. I'm taking, right, right, right. So I'm taking that kind of approach to it that there's, hey, there's other dads out there. I'm not alone. If I am, well, here we go. We're going to go for it. So I, I, I'm actually thankful for, for your, your, your little network that you guys have there and it's been great i've I've listened to several of your podcasts and i'm i'm slowly getting more reassurance and confidence that i can't thank you for listening we're we're gonna go that way i agree with you because even though i started the podcast like my son he graduates from preschool tomorrow at an actual school and well the little butthead told his teacher last week that he doesn't have to learn to listen for kindergarten because he's gonna be homeschooled. And I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> like she's already thinking like this lady's <laughs> gonna be a terrible teacher to her son. Um so he got his Oh my god. Yeah. Um but it it's still scary for me to say, you know, she tells me that and I'm like, oh gosh, I already look terrible. And to even commit to hear it out of someone else's mouth that my kid's going to be homeschooled. I was like, oh, geez, is this like real now? This is really happening. Like I have to, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we just, like you said, you take the plunge and what's the worst case scenario? You have to send them to school you can do that you can change your mind later um or you know as long as they're not a bum in your basement at 40 years old we succeeded (laughs) yeah i I, you know what i I will take that approach but yeah i am i'm and it's it's but it's gonna be great i'll have to check back in i don't know late october see how's it going definitely i I might be completely bombed by (laughs) then but we'll see how it goes (laughs) yeah we'd love to hear from you um as you explore this journey and someone a friend said to me that homeschools their kid you know when people say to them how can you stand being around your kids all day? I would, and, and the typical thing is, oh, I would go crazy around my kids all day. This is what he tells people. Then you must not be making the type of humans that people like to be around. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. He goes, but if, if your kids are in school all day around teachers who might have different values than you have, teachers who are overworked, teachers who are have not enough resources, and then they're home with us and we don't like the way they're acting for those short hours that they're home with us. Obviously it's not, something's not working out. So when you bring them home with you, that's where you create the individuals that you do enjoy being around, you know? And I started thinking about that. So when my son really gets under my skin, I'm like, okay, Hey, listen, that's annoying mommy. We we don't want to be the type of person that annoys other people. You know, we want to, we want to be enjoyable for people to be around, you know? And so it's kind of taken that approach. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. That is a cutthroat way to put it, but it makes sense. Oh, you, you, man, you that is when you said that it resonates with me. Uh, yeah. I, I want my kids to be the people that I want to hang around yeah. with later. And, oh man, I, 
that got me. Good. What you said really, really got oh, me. Oh, good. Now that I think about it, and I was like, it's so true. <laughs> and I, I want to be with my kids. I want to spend time with them. And yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And, my goodness. And if they drive you crazy, and now they're going to because every human does. But if they drive you crazy all the time, it's because they're not getting the right um, influence during the bulk of the day. And that's just what school mm. is. I mean, they might have the, the most lovely teacher. She doesn't have the resources to, to change your child's behavior all day long. She's trying to teach. She's trying to make sure these kids don't kill each other. She's trying to make sure she knows her codes for these drills that they're having. She's trying to do her own life and raise her own kids and family. And, you know, so how can mm -hmm. we expect them to do this? So it is, uh, it's super interesting. But thank you so much, Victor, for being here with us today. I, I loved... Thank you. I appreciate it. I love it. hearing the dads that are involved and not afraid to speak out about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And keep doing the excellent work. Your podcast is oh, great. It's, it's really helpful to hear that I'm not the only one. So good job yeah. and keep going. Don't stop. All right. Good luck to you. We'll be in touch. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Homeschool How-To. If you've enjoyed what you heard and you'd like to contribute to the show, please consider leaving a small tip using the link in my show's description. Or if you'd rather, please use the link in the description to share this podcast with a friend or on your favorite homeschool group Facebook page. Any effort to help us keep the podcast going is greatly appreciated. Thank you for tuning in and for your love of the next generation.